Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Monster Ate the Pilot podcast. My name is Brandon. I am your host and creator of this podcast. I'm available on Stitcher, Radio Public. Hold on, I need to put sunglasses on because it's nighttime. <laughs> uh, Spotify and Amazon. If you know anybody who listens to their podcast through those services, let them know that I'm on there. Spread the good word, if you will. Um, you also can support this podcast, but instead of supporting this podcast, I say support Planned Parenthood instead. Because holy mother of God. Uh, I know I said I didn't really want to talk politics stuff on this show, but at the end of the day, this isn't fucking politics at all. This is just like human rights. Like, get the fuck out of here. Or, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I don't even know what to say. Like, ultimately, what I have to say doesn't fucking matter. I'm a guy, and... What I have to say about what women should do with their body doesn't fucking matter. And that's the end of it. Like, it does not matter what you think another woman should do with her body. So fucking quit. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Now I gotta take the sunglasses off because I'm pissed. (laughs) Like, seriously. It's fucking stupid. Like, nothing good ever goes from going backwards. We are moving forward. Like, man, time marches on. So does, like, progress in society. Don't fucking go backwards. Don't be fucking idiots. Like, Jesus Christ. It's fucking... Mm, mm. But ultimately, I'm not going to talk about it that much. I'm going to try and stay as far as I wave can from those <coughs> really intense issues. But, I mean, come on. This one is stupid. Uh, but ultimately, I did get a nice message from a friend of mine the other day who was listening to the podcast on the same day that those fucking douchebags and SCOTUS decided to decide women, like, put, you know, take... I don't even know how to say it, man. Like, God, like seriously... Like, all it is, it's not, they're not doing anything. What they're basically doing is saying women are second class to men. That's really what it is. You know, we're not going to do anything about, they're saying it starts at conception. Well, does it, or does it start at ejaculation there, pal? Am I allowed to jerk off still? I bet I am. I bet there's never going to be a fucking law to change that. There's not going to be anything about fucking Viagra. There's not going to be any of that shit. We know that's not fucking happening. And also, what we really know is... That if one of those fucking dudes and those pieces of shit in Congress or one of those fucking SCOTUS motherfuckers decide to get a girl pregnant, you know who's going to get an abortion? That chick. If it fucks with their career, they'll still be getting safe abortions. No fucking doubt about it. Get the fuck out of here with that. It's going to stop any of these abortions. Like, rich people are still going to get theirs. It's going to be just fine for them. All it does is affect poor people and women of color, really. That's really all it fucking affects. That's all it's about. It's putting control on them. And, I don't know. <sighs> I don't want to talk about it. I don't. Because, like I said, it doesn't really actually matter what I fucking say. Because I'm a fucking guy. Because I have a dick. But a friend of mine, she sent me a message the other day. And it's the best review I could have ever hoped for. Um, she said she started listening to the podcast and I thanked her. And then she said, um, well, you know, I was in a shitty mood before listening to it with the whole Roe versus Wade debacle. And it made me feel so much better. So thanks for that. So that's like the best review I could have ever hoped for for anything. Like, no doubt. Like, I don't care if there's, like, a there's a Roger Ebert of podcast um, reviewers out there, and they say Monster Eight the Pilot's the greatest podcast of all time. Don't give a shit. That's the best review I could have ever gotten. So, thank you. Because, um, ultimately, my job here isn't to so much remind you of all the shit going on in the world. It's to try to help you disconnect from it, help you just kind of relieve your anxiety, relieve your tension with everything, and not think about it for a half hour, 45 minutes, twice a week. And like I said, I don't really ever want to talk about this stuff, but obviously when there's an elephant this size in the fucking room, you got to talk about it. 
we got to talk about it a little bit. And that's all we're going to talk. That's not what we're going to talk about any point moving forward. Um, you know, because like I said, I'm not here to change your mind. I'm here to ease your mind, man. So, you know, that, like I said, that's all I'm going to say, really. Um, thank you to my friend for telling me that. It feels nice. Maybe she'll be on the show sometime. I'm going to get a list of 100 people on the show before we even have the first person on the show. It's going to be great. <laughs> nah. No, but it's, it's 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 nice to hear stuff like that. I'm still odd with taking compliments. I think I've talked about that before. I don't even know how I responded to that. Oh, I just said that's probably the nicest view I could ever hope for. Ha <laughs> ha. Ah, nice. Because, I don't know, man. Like, at work today, I was getting praised by this customer, and they wanted to see where they could take it. I'm like, just put it on Google or something. But they're like, no, no, no. Who can I talk to? I'm like, huh. Like, they just want to praise me for the work I do. And, like... I am getting so weird. I don't like being around it. I don't like when you're praising me to my face. It's very awkward for me. So I don't. I don't know. I don't know where that comes from. I don't know how to fix that either. Like I've talked to my therapist about it. Can't figure it out. I cannot figure out how to fix something like that because it's so like sp- spontaneous how I react. Like I said, I think um, a couple weeks ago I was talking about it. Haley said something about my shirt, and I immediately just kind of the way I reacted to it was kind of douchey. That's the best way to put it. I don't even think I acknowledge the fact that you're saying something nice about my shirt. Thank you. I just think I, I don't even know what I fucking said. But you know what I mean, man? Like, it's it's frustrating because it kind of, like I said, it makes you look like a dick. Turning up brightness in here. Gobi lights. I like Gobi lights. They're cool. Nah, but like, um,. No, like taking those compliments and taking praise. It's either I have to make fun of myself or I have to like shoot it down or I don't know. Like I, I can't, ta- I can't do it. I, it's not that I can't. I just don't know how to do it. I don't know how to take a compliment. I don't know how to receive praise without getting weird about everything. And that's one thing I want to work on. I think that's another goal of mine is to start taking compliments better. Take one and give one. Not take one and say, oh, well, you know, you should... I don't even know what to fucking say. It's very frustrating. Um, yeah, but they just wanted to... Because they said, you know, they could tell I actually care about them and not just money, which is always one of the best... That's, like, ultimately one thing I also want to push out on people is that, you know, money's great. It's wonderful. You know, I get to do a lot of things with money. But ultimately, if you're not fucking happy, it, it the, the money doesn't feel good to me. Ultimately, you matter more than me to me. And I don't know. You got, like, ultimately not everybody matters more to me than me. But until you give me a reason to not like you or not care about you, like, ultimately your happiness is worth more than mine. Like, I am. That's kind of a thing that is for me. So, I don't know. I've got to figure out that shit. Drives me crazy. Like I said, I like they're sitting there just trying to tell me how great of a job and how valued they felt through my actions. And I'm just trying to find a way to get the fuck out of the conversation. And I'm like, oh, you can go talk to him. And like just kind of send them on their way and then went to the opposite side of the store because I didn't want to be anywhere near it because I couldn't be anywhere near it. Like, I don't know. I don't, it's, it's anxiety-inducing for me. It's so fucking odd. I don't get it. I've got to work on that shit, man. That's that's not good. It's not good at all. 
I don't know. Then I've got to figure out what to do with my goddamn time. Like, I try to, I keep telling myself I don't have enough time to do all this shit. And I have so much fucking time. So much. Like, I don't have to, like, half the shit I do, I don't have to do. I could do the things that I keep saying I don't have time for instead. Like, God damn it, it's it's crazy. Like, I let my apartment get to the point of just, like, a joke before I clean it. Instead of, like, kind of cleaning as you go, like a normal person would. No, I wait till it's, like, ridiculous. And then I go to clean it. So a thing that should have been taking me, like, I don't know, three minutes a day becomes a whole day operation that takes up an entire day off for me. Like, I don't know. That frustrates me. And I've always been that way, too. Like, even when I was a kid... Like, my room would be a fucking dumpster. It'd just be a dumpster fire, man. Shit just shoved under the bed. Shit just shoved everywhere. Closet just a disaster. And, like, my mom and dad wouldn't lock me in my room like a fucking animal. But they would lock me in my room and just say, You can't come out until you have your room clean there, pal. You don't have any responsibilities. Your one responsibility is do your homework and clean your fucking room. And I... Didn't really do either one of those things. (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. Sundays, bro. Sundays. Five songs of the week, and Brandon is bitching about himself. (laughs) Springsteen song of the week has been moved to Wednesdays, so. Oh, man. I think I should have said at the beginning of the show, not like, what, ten minutes in? Or, yeah, about ten minutes in. (laughs) I'm so woefully unprepared. God damn it. Unprepared, not unprepared, Brandon. Come on. Woefully unprepared. That's what the name of the podcast should be, is Woefully Unprepared. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know, man. I've got to figure some shit out with that. I just, like, I said, no, I don't have time. Like, I have Wednesdays and Thursdays off. It's not like people are just busting down the door on Wednesdays and Thursdays to do shit. Like, it's not like I get off work at, like, some unreasonable hour. It's not like when I was at, um... I worked in the bars, and sometimes I get off work literally at 4 or 4.30 in the morning. Like, I understood that. I'd come home. I can't wake the upstairs guy by, like, you know, vacuuming this fucking place. So, I don't know. It's so weird. So, I, I have enough time to do all this, but I just don't. I don't until I'm up against it, and I have to do it all at once. I did that in fucking college, man. I'd write all my college papers in one night. I'd have just enough research done that I could jump in. And just, I'd write a five-page paper in one night. No problems. Here you go, man. Get an A on it. A minus, B plus. I once, it was my senior year, I wrote three five-page papers. No, let's see. Hold on. One, three to five-page. These all had to be single, like, they weren't, like, double-wide pages. These were single-wide. So what is that, like, 3,000 to 5,000 words, if I'm thinking correctly? So I had to write one three to five thousand word paper. I had to write a seven to ten thousand word paper, and I had to write another five to seven. I think. I think one had to be, like, three to five max. One had to be like five seven. Then I think I had one that had to be like seven to ten. I wrote them all in one night. Wrote them all in one night. Had everything ready to go. Waited that last night before to do it, and did it all. Wrote them all up. If I'm thinking right, I got A, A, B minus. I think I got B minus on the short one because I kind of just bullshitted that one really hard. <laughs> nah, man. Like, I, I don't get it. Like, it was cool because the, the professor was like, so my syllabus works. 
your due dates mean if you turn in your paper by that due date, I will give it back to you with t- like with notes on how to improve your paper, and you can return it in by the end of the semester. But if you don't turn it in by then, you can only turn in the paper once. So it's like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to turn in all my papers at one time. <laughs> oh, man. I was such a shitty student. Such a shitty student. I, just, I don't know if it was because I felt challenged enough or whether I, I, I think that's a bullshit argument now. It's like, I just wasn't challenged enough. It's like, nah, I was just fucking lazy. And I don't know, maybe, maybe it is because, you know, you become lazy because you're not challenged. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I was that intelligent. I know I tested really well on a lot of subjects. I tested really well in science and math. I know I didn't, like, you know, they had those proficiency things. I think I did, like, a 9 out of 10 in math or something like that. Like, it was, like, really high. Like, they want to start placing me in, like, really advanced math stuff. But to me, it was like they wanted to do it during my intervention period, which was, like, basically your free period for the day. So they wanted me during my, where everybody else got to do whatever the fuck they felt like, I had to go do more school. I'm like, nah, that's not happening there, pal. Like, I don't know. I guess, like, the reward for me, I couldn't really see the rewards, because at that time, I was a professional baseball player. That's what I was going to be, that was it. Maybe if I could have, maybe, if, I don't know, if they could have sold me on the idea, like, maybe you could be an astronaut. I don't know if I could have been an astronaut. Probably not, but, like, maybe if they could have sold the idea, I'm like, hey, you tested so well, this is what people who test this well can do. And they said, you could be an astronaut, or you could be a fighter pilot, or you could be something like that. I'm like, oh, shit, you mean I could be in Top Gun? Then I would have done it. Uh, maybe, I don't know. But maybe I was so dead set I was going to be a baseball player that I wouldn't have seen that. I'm like, nah, I'm not flying fucking jets. I'm going to be a professional baseball player. I'm going to be a five foot four professional baseball player. <laughs> oh, man. Jesus. Jesus. Speaking of small stuff. I've been watching The Boys, watching the new season. I fucking love The Boys, man. It. <laughs> I hope they don't start hitting like the um, like laws of diminishing returns with some of the insane shit they've been doing, because this season has just been wacko. Like at the same, like I hope they don't get to the point where that becomes more of a gimmick than the actual like quality of the show. Because I think the show has been really good. I think you know, I think Anthony Starr is fantastic as Homelander. I think. Uh, uh, Jack Quaid, the greatest action star movie name that a geek has ever earned. <laughs> like, God, Jack Quaid does play like a, the perfect kind of, not weak, but kind of, um, I don't even know what the right word is. Like, he's like, he's not, he's not like an action star. He's more of kind of the, I, I don't even know how to say it. But Jack Quaid, that's his name. He should be a fucking buffed up movie star in the 80s. <laughs> like, he's not, he, no, he just seems like kind of more of the guy next door type, you know, the good guy in the movie, the guy who uh, pines after the girl who's dating the fucking '80s movie star, and eventually in the end he wins. That's who Jack Quaid looks like. Yeah, but I, I think he's wonderful. Obviously, Carl Urban is fucking Carl Urban. Aomir of Rohan, that motherfucker. Love that guy. Um. No, but it's been great. I oh also uh, the guy who plays the deep. What's his name? Is it Chase Crawford or Shane Crawford? Chase, I think it's Chase Crawford. I think he's great. I think he's so hilarious and that whole role. And he, I, I, his character is such a slimy little bitch. It's great. <laughs> oh man! Now if you haven't been watching it, spoilers obviously. Like, 
I didn't know how they were going to top the whole fucking season three opening scene of what the little tiny Ant Man type guy does he go up the pee hole? Or does he go up the dick hole or <laughs> go up the pee hole? Dick hole? Goes up the pee hole or does he go up the butt hole? And then he sneezes and he expands and blows the guy up basically. <laughs> Oh, man, what a way to start the fucking season. And then this last episode just had this m- massive, you know, superhero orgy going on. Oh. Oh, my God. It was wild and wonderful. Um, yeah, but I hope it, the show doesn't end up just over-relying on that. You know, like how Game of Thrones toward the end just over-relied on, like, just look how great everything looks and just trying to paint over their big holes and writing and logic and all the fun stuff that they completely forgot about. You know, like taking Jamie Lannister and saying, hey, you know his whole character arc we've been doing for a decade? We're going to say, fuck that in one line and destroy all of it. Like, completely destroy all of it and wasted all of your times on Jamie Lannister. For ten years, they built up Jamie Lannister as this big hero redemption arc, and in one line, one fucking line, they destroyed it. Ten years of work destroyed in one fucking line. Like, oh my god, it makes me so goddamn mad. Or then, like, um, which I always thought The Walking Dead was kind of a shitty show. Like, it was kind of slow, and I thought the first season was fine. The second season was god-awfully boring and slow. And then, like, I try to go back, and, um, like, the prison storyline in the comics is really good. The show is fine, it just wasn't great. Like, they never really underst- they never really got the character stuff right on that show. But it just became Zombie Kill of the Week. That be- that was the whole show, was Zombie Kill of the Week. So, like, that was its gimmick. It just became a gimmick show of Zombie Kill of the Week. So, I don't know, man. I remember I, I decided to come back and kind of watch that season three, or season four. It was during season four, because season four they played Ben Nichols' Last Pale Light in the West as the opening of one of the, the episodes. And that's a great fucking song. Oh man, Last Pill of Light in the West. That that EP by Ben is wonderful. That might be the best piece of music he's ever done. I love Lucero with all my fucking heart, but Last Pill of Light in the West might be the best piece of music that Ben Nichols has ever worked on. That is a wonderful EP. It's all based on Blood Meridian by Cormac McCarthy, which is one of my favorite books as well, which I didn't get into Cormac McCarthy. I didn't get in that book until I had listened to that record. So like... It probably is one of my favorite books because of that record, which I think other people might be reversed where they really love that record because they love the book so much. You know, I remember talking to uh, this guy that used to come into the pub all the time named Tom. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I forgot his last name. Holy shit. Oh, I feel so shitty right now. He was one of my favorite people I've ever met in my entire life. Oh, shit. I'm getting really pissed off at myself for not remembering his name. God damn it. I have to look this up. I am sorry, everybody. This might take me a minute. Because, not. Nah, he deserves me to take the time to find his name. Oh, my God damn. When was it? Because he doesn't have, like, social media. He was a writer... Shit. Come on, Brandon. Absolute joke. 
wasn't 2019, was it? I don't think it was 2019. Shit. Come on. Now I'm really mad. I deserve this whole dead air stuff. I don't care if anybody, like, turns off. Like I said, my, t my friend Tom deserves to have his last name fucking said. Come on. Getting hit with some rough memories here. Jesus. Come on, Brandon. Shit. I have his book here, but his his name's not on the book. Well, fuck me. God damn it. Come on. Tom Bridwell. It was Bridwell. Son of a bitch. I didn't have to even go look for it because I knew his name. Yeah, but Tom Bridwell. Great guy. One of my favorite people I have ever met in my entire life. Lived up in a cabin up at Shawnee Forest. Wrote, drank whiskey. And, like, just read. Like, uh, we'd sit there, we'd talk about Cormac McCarthy just back and forth. And I told him about this record. I don't know if he ever got around to listening to it before he died. May he rest in peace. Fucking five years ago. Jesus. Jesus, there's the time go. Nah, but Tom was uh, Tom was a great guy. We'd sit there, we'd talk music, we'd talk books, writing, just life in general, man. He was a great talk, just a great conversation to have. I wish I could have ever went up to like his uh, cabin and stuff and just hung out with him. I guess he, he was a great cook too. I know Lauren's done it a few times. Maybe when he's on, I'll talk to him. We'll talk about we'll talk a little bit about Tom. But no, we sit there. I remember one time I was telling him about the record, and like, and from that we just talked about uh, Blood Meridian. So we sat down and read Blood Meridian in one day. So it took him like 20 hours. He said, so he like woke up and just read and read and read and read. And I'm like, he knows, like, took breaks, like, to eat or use the bathroom, stuff like that, drink. Um, no, but man. Like, so he thanked me for that and also hated me for, like, making him suffer himself through a day of just reading. Because if you ever read Blood Meridian, it's it's not like an easy book to read. It's a... It's a very deliberate book. It's a kind of a slow burn. I mean, there's like a, I think there's I feel like there's like a two-page thing of them just making a like a cannonball, like the actual process of doing that. There's like two or three pages that's dedicated to that. Like so, you know, it's it's a slow burn. McCarthy has such beautiful language in his books. Um. So like, yeah, I God, I can't believe I forgot Tom's fucking last name for a few minutes. Jesus. No, Tom was a great guy. I miss that guy. One of the first, like, like, he was just like a pub regular. He'd come in on lunch all the time when he's come down to get supplies or he'd go back into the mountains. <laughs> Not the mountains, the hills, the shiny. Just, oh, man. Missed that guy. I wish I could talk to him a couple times. <sighs> I don't know. Can't always get what we want, though. He's a good guy. Great guy. Maybe even the best of guys. I know he lived in... I think he lived in West Memphis for a while. He talked about, he's told me about stuff like that. Like, the shit he also had to go through because, you know, he's one of those guys. He didn't give a fuck what you, he didn't give a fuck what you look like, who you look like, whatever. Like, you know, if you're a good guy, you're, you're, you were good by him. And, uh, obviously in the South, 
There's quite a few people who are not okay with that. They're not okay if you have friends that have a different color skin than you. And Tom had to eat some of the shit there because he didn't give a fuck if you're white, black, green, yellow, blue. Didn't give a shit. Good guy, you're a good guy. And that's how I feel too. If you're a good guy, you're a fucking good guy. It's not goddamn political. Get the fuck out of here. Just being a human, decent fucking being, man. Oh, man. Got lost in there trying to find all this shit. <laughs> but the boys, man. How the fuck did I get from the boys to there? I know. Oh, I was talking about, you know, just the gimmick stuff like that. And I was talking about Blood Mar- I was talking about Last Pale Light in the West by Ben Nichols. Like, one of the best pieces of music I've ever heard. I also love the closer on that, The Judge. It's a great book. Great book. I might have to read that now. I'm not going to do one. I'm not going to do one day of reading it. I know that. Whew. Might take a couple weeks to read that bad boy. Oh no, but man, I'm, like I said, I, I'm enjoying. I'm re- rewatching the boys as well as I'm watching the new episodes because I hadn't sat down and rewatched it for a while. Um, God, but fucking Anthony Starr is great in that show as the home as Homelander. They brought in what's the name Jensen Jensen Eccles, which I was a little apprehensive about. I know a lot of people really loved him because of Supernatural. I never watched Supernatural. Um, he's got a great voice. Great, yeah, I, I, I've tried to, like, fucking imitate him. He's got that wonderfully deep baritone voice. Um, good for him. But no, I, I've really liked him so far as Soldier Boy. Yeah, so I hope it continues to be pretty good. So hopefully it doesn't just become more of a gimmick of what crazy shit can they top this off with this week. Which, I <laughs> I do love the opening scene of the, the whole series. I showed it with my sister. I'm like, you gotta watch this show. Like, it was probably during season two when I showed her like the whole opening with uh, Huey and Robin where A-Train runs through her. Like, you know, the Flash-type character literally runs through and obliterates her. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, that's kind of what would happen if the Flash just runs through you at that speed. You would literally just blow up and disintegrate. Yeah. Oh, man. What's this fucking sports game going on? Oh, the fucking Avalanche one, those sons of bitches. I was hoping so damn much to get Game 7 and the Avalanche winning 7. I just wanted to be right. I just wanted to be right. Also, I always love when the team wins on home ice. I hate when they went away from home. It always sucks. Cause the, I, I don't know. I like the euphoria of everything whenever like your team wins at home. That's why I love soccer so much, man. Whenever the home team scores a goal, like the explosion... Like the euphoric explosion of everybody cheering at once and just losing their minds. There's nothing better. Nothing better, man. Ugh. Adjust myself. Oh, well, let's, uh, let's jump into the songs of the week, shall we? I can't believe I had to take fucking five minutes of your time to find a name I already fucking knew. God, but like I said, Tom deserved it. He earned it, man. Anyway, song number one this week. This great lady. Great lady. Not just a good lady, a great lady. Uh, Cat Power. Uh, she's been around since like 92, I believe. And um, I need to listen to her more. Just because every time I listen to her, I absolutely love it. And uh, But the one song that kind of came across my shuffle again the other day, that's how most songs get found out for me, um, is Good Woman. It's off... 2003 record. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. I could look it up. I could look it up, maybe. Maybe not take five minutes to do it. (laughs) 
You Are Free. That's the name of the record. You Are Free. I think Eddie Vedder and Dave Grohl feature on that album, too. Man, Cat Power is wonderful. Great songwriter. Great voice. Um, this song has, like, a nice little guitar. I like the kind of electric little guitar playing through it. And there's, like, a fiddle kind of weaving in and out. Um, I don't know. It's a really beautiful song. I think Capo won. Yeah. No, but if you've never heard Cat Power, she's absolutely wonderful. Do yourself a favor, go out and find some of her music. She's she's one of the greats for me. She's a, she like I say that even though I haven't listened to her that much, but that's how much I really revere the few songs I actually have heard from her. That she is a, truly a great musician that deserves a lot of recognition out there. Um, so maybe I can make that one of my things. That's what I need to do. It's like I have this really cool setup in my you know apartment for all my music stuff. Why don't I set it up in where I can just play the music? Once I get every flipped over, like I should already have flipped it over by now. I think I've been talking about it every single goddamn podcast of flipping this room. Just do it. And then that whole day, just spending, taking care of everything I haven't been taking care of while just I'm play, listening to Cat Power. That'd be a great day. That'd be a day I would look back fondly on when I'm like 95 years old. Like, remember that day when I flipped all my recording, my all my uh, stereo equipment and uh, listened to Cat Power while I cleaned my apartment? What a fucking day that was, man. <laughs> nah, like I said, Cat Power, good woman off You Are Free. Check it out. Check out that whole record while we're at it. Oh, man. Oh, pop. Oh, song number two is Otis Redding's Pain in My Heart. Otis is such a fucking legend, man. God. Like, I've been listening to some of that, his live shit. What a show that would have been to go see Otis Redding live back then. It would have just been, I know I just said been like 35 times, but it would have been uh, just just a, a wonderful time. Like I have the Whiskey A Go-Go show. They have it like all cut down. I think if you get on like Spotify or some shit, you can find like all, like he has like, it's like a four or five night run. They had the whole shows. It's really cool. Can't get no satisfaction. He plays Pain of My Heart. Pain of My Heart. Oh, man. Otis did sad songs like so wonderfully. But Pain of My Heart's the one I'm kind of really into right now. I'm always into Otis. Like, I always go back between these ar- that and these arms of mine. Oh, but yeah. I think Pain of My Heart's it. I fucking love that song. Uh no, but obviously, if you've never heard Otis Redding, what the fuck have you been doing? Seriously. The guy is a legend. It, like, the word legend doesn't really apply to everybody, but it fucking applies to Otis Redding, man. May he rest in peace, too. Died way too young when he's like 27, 26. I can't remember. But yeah, he he didn't fucking deserve it. Like, down in a plane crash. Fuck, man. But yeah. But he, he left us just, like, just... So many great records. I have like this whole compilation, got like seven, eight records of his. I fucking love turning those things, man. Spinning them. Oh. <sighs> Excuse me, man. It's starting to get late already. Uh, but song number three. I was talking about this song on Wednesday, because uh, it's a Willie Nelson song. I was talking about when I was talking about Lost again. Uh, from season one, episode six, um, House of the Rising Sun, Willie Nelson's Are You Sure? It's such a beautiful song. Like, since I, I was talking about the other night, I'm like, man, I gotta listen to that song a few times. I've been listening to it quite a bit. It's such a wonderful old tune. 
Really, he's got such a great sad voice and a great like retrospective voice. He's kind of just a great voice, man. Um, look around you. Take a good look at the faces you will see. Are you sure this is where you want to be? Yeah, man. I I can fucking relate to that. Especially when you're about to change your life and kind of figure shit out. You like I I I can say I I probably had that song running in my head subconsciously uh, when I was in St. Louis and I decided to get sober. I can definitely say those words are probably around. I'm just like sitting in this bar, kind of looking around, like, "What the fuck am I doing, man? Like, I've got to do something here. Turn left, like, go left, go right, figure it out." And uh, luckily, I, I think since I'm left-handed, I went left. That's what I will say. <laughs> yeah, and here we are. But yeah, that's such a wonderful song. It's like the whole thing of like, is this? Have you made the right decisions? Is it too late to go back? Is it? Because it's not too late, man. You know, are you sure? Are you sure you want to make this decision? Are you sure you want to be here and not where you know you should be? I think me for like this, this whole like a lot of the um, subtext here is maybe like leaving a family or something like that to go hang at the bars or I don't know. Like for me, um, I'll talk a little bit more about like lyrics and how they can impact others a little bit later on song number five. But no, man, Willie Nelson, are you sure? I don't know if it's on any of his recorded records. I think it's only on a demos tape, like a demos record. Like, so I don't think it's ever been recorded for an album. I'm I'm probably wrong, because I'm wrong all the time. But I don't know if it's ever been on a record. I always want to think it's the one he's like on the golf course, but that's Buddy. I'm thinking Buddy, but no, yeah. Buddy, what a great fucking song that is. You want to cry your eyes out? Watch that to a compilation with a dog. Woo! Woo hoo hoo! Ball your fucking eyes out, pal. I do love Willie. May he continue to go strong for another 80 years if he wants. He, sh- he should be one of those guys who decides when he goes. You know what I mean? Like, flying a fucking, ha- like an airplane or something like that. Like, you know what? We're going down today, guys. Let's do this. Been a good ride. <laughs> nah. Hopefully he goes on for a long time. Hopefully he's healthy for a long time, too. No, I don't want him to be, like, super unhealthy and still having to go on because I want him around. Nah, but like, if he, as long as he's healthy, I hope he goes as long as fucking possible. I hope I'm telling my kids about the life, like, like, you know, I don't know, like when I'm going out at like 90, that Willie Nelson's still out there somewhere smoking one up. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, but song number four, I watched this really shit. Like, I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched 20 minutes of it, and I'm like, yeah, I'm getting the fuck out of this. And I think I just actually, I was talking earlier about not doing shit around the house. This this movie was bad enough to where it made me do, like, shit around the house. <laughs> While I was on in the background. Um, this movie called Tomcats. It's got Jerry O'Connell. It's got uh, Gary Busey's son, Jake Busey. It's got Horatio Sands, Shannon Elizabeth, and Jamie Presley. Yeah. And, uh, it's all about, I don't even know what it's fucking about. Bill Maher's in it, too, as, like, the bad guy. Um, it's so fucking weird. It was bad. It was just like a really bad kind of... It was like a bad night, late 90s sex comedy. And I don't know. It, it was like horse shit. But um, like I, said, I got like 20 minutes and I'm like, nah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clean instead. I'm going to do literally anything but watch this movie. But the the song over the opening titles is one of my favorite songs, especially from like the mid-90s. Um, and I just hadn't heard it for a while. And like it just hits me. Every time that song hits me because the way the guitars come like roaring in on it, it's the quick uh, chord changes. It's like, you know, it's that mid-90s punk, you know, 
I'm going to say a couple bands that not aren't this band, like Green Day, Blink-182, those bands and stuff like that, who are like always perfectly produced, and a couple other bands that were in that area, like Rancid, um, H2O, was H2O around that time? Was H2O 2000s, or were they mid-90s? They, they were probably mid-90s. Um, you know, all those bands, uh, there's a whole bunch of those punk bands in those mid-90s, especially the California ones. Uh, wouldn't that be, I don't know if Green Day was California or not, who gives a shit? Green Day had like, I'm not a huge fan of Green Day. I like a lot of their songs. I like the ambition of American Idiot. Um, so like I always will give them props. That that was a very ambitious project. It was massive, but I think ever since then they have been pretty close to garbage. Especially like their latest records have been absolute fucking travesties. Like just stop, just stop making music. Just because nobody wants to hear it. Just play the old shit. Just play that shit. Nobody cares. Like just release some singles here and there. You know what I mean? Don't don't make records anymore. Especially if this is what you're going to be turning out. Because it's like fucking Nickelback at this point. Yeah. Anyway, this band is The Offspring. It is the song... I can't remember the record. Um, I Want You Bad. Or I Want You is the name of the song. But it's I Want You Bad. I fucking love that song. It's so catchy. The guitars... like I always thought The Offspring were like... One like whoever produced the Offspring was really good at their job. I always felt like you, like them and Green Day were always greatly produced. That's one thing with great, especially early Green Day was that each instrument had it like you could pick them out very easily. Like the guitars, the lyrics, uh, the bass, and the drums. Like they're all excellently produced and kind of had their own ways to shine within the song without having to like sacrifice the song in any way. I don't know. I just I don't know the producing side, but the Offspring were always like really good too. And I think I Want You is, like, my favorite song of theirs. I, I, it's so catchy. It's fun. It's, like, a great party song. It's it's like kind of a perfect little, like, that 96 to 99 punk type of thing that was going on where it's, like, a little bit more radio, f- not friendly is the wrong word. Whereas it still had a little bit, it still had that edge because, you know, they're, they're not, you know, X-rated. You know, shit like that with some of the lyrics. Oh, man. But I do love The Offspring. Dexter's a fucking molecular biologist or some shit. Got Noodles, who still has that fucking half-dyed hair. It's great. They're like 60 now, man. Fucking punk is not a fad. It's a lifestyle, bro. It's not a phase. It's a lifestyle, man. Oh, I remember punk Brandon. It was fun. It was wonderful. Listening to nothing but punk stuff and thinking everybody should have to love it. But I don't know. It was great. I did. I enjoyed a lot of the music then. I still enjoy a lot of it now because ultimately there's a lot of uh, it's you know it's just like a cultural thing of like a lot of the moral compass I have is based off like, the punk, like not aesthetic or just kind of lifestyles and stuff like that. I don't know. Sound like a goddamn fart noise. Ugh. No. What time is it? A little after eleven. Gee whiz. I'm gonna wrap this up for tonight. I'm here pretty soon. Song number five, uh, I think I said earlier, I'm playing a little bit of the piano right now. Nope. Nope. Oh, man. I don't even know if you can hear me playing the piano on it. 
<laughs> no, but it's a song from the mid-90s. I love it because every time you hear it, I feel like you can interpret the lyrics completely differently than you did the last time you heard it. Or just every, it's like it comes in and out of your life at certain points and it means something different every single time. The older you get, there's a new way to hear it, new way to take it. And it's Hurt by Nine Inch Nails. It's one of the most beautiful songs ever written. Obviously, everybody, I think, knows also the Johnny Cash version, which is also w- one of the greatest covers ever. It's just a, it's a beautiful cover. Because it also, it's, it means something completely different, Johnny Cash's does, than the Nine Inch Nails version. It's, it's, it's very odd, even. Like, all he changes is, instead of the Nine Inch Nails version, I wear this crown of shit. Uh, Johnny Cash says, I wear this crown of thorns. Like, you know, like, I don't know, it's like the only change, but the whole song is different. It's so different. I don't know, but same thing, but with the Nine Inch Nails, man, it can be so hopeless, it can be so, like, desperate, but then it can be so, the yeah, uh, then it can be hopeful, and also it can be very optimistic, it can be very, you know, loving, it can be very hateful, it can be very depressing, it can be very joyful at the same time it's like it, it has it oh it's it's and I, I know trent Reznor always talks about like lyric wise he doesn't like to explain what his lyrics mean because he wants you to interpret the lyrics the way you need to interpret them i guess is the best way to put it and i i really like that way to interpret like songwriting and music in general is that like ultimately your experience with it is what matters and i think this is probably one of the best examples of that from at least nine inch nails maybe just the music in general of that this song means whatever you need it to mean and the time you're listening to it. This song could really kind of add to the despair of your moment, but it could also also add to the optimism of your moment when you're moving forward. Like, I listened to this a lot when I was kind of starting to come out of my shit. Because, especially, I don't know, there's like... That reflectiveness in the chorus... The what have I become, my sweetest friend. Everyone I know has gone away in the end. Like, I felt like I, you know, I, I had, like, my issues as I was starting to, when I was starting to really go down, I was starting to push all these people away. And, like, I kind of had to rebuild myself by myself, in a way. Like, you know, I had my family, I had certain friends and stuff like that. But ultimately, I felt like this was such a me issue that I had to build it, I had to do it myself. I had to do this myself. Like, I knew I had my friends if I needed them, but I felt like I had to push myself out of this by, like, I had to show myself I had the strength to do it. So, like, what have I become my sweetest friend? Everyone I know has gone away in the end. But then, but then, you know, they have that whole, you could have it all, my empire of dirt. I will let you down, I will make you hurt. It's the lack of self-belief, in a way, in yourself. Like, you know, I, I'd i give you everything even though I have nothing to give. Because ultimately, then it seems like, but all I, like, but you, almost like you shouldn't care. Because at the end, I'm always going to let you down. And I will make you hurt. <laughs> no, I, I just, I don't know. But then there's other ways to interpret that, as you know. You could have it all, my empire dirt. I also can take that as like you have, you, I have everything, and I'll give you all of it. I don't care. You deserve it. The type of way, like you know, because I will make you, I will let you down, make you hurt. It's like basically because you know, at the end, I have put you through so much that you deserve everything in the world for putting up with me through all this. And ultimately, I can, I definitely 
I can identify with every single emotion you can feel within that song and hearing it. And that's why I think, really, like, in terms of greatest songs ever written, it's it's definitely up there. Like, for me, top top 10, top 15. Maybe, I mean, definitely certain times it's top fiver for me. I fucking love that song. It's it's such a beautiful song. I love when they do it live. And I used to not care about the whole, uh, the industrial, like, the drums when they come in on it. But, man, I don't know. There's such a... I don't know, there's such a force in it when I listen to it now. There's such a force driving everything through, driving the emotion that you're feeling in that moment or whatever emotion it is, whether it's a bad, good, neutral, whatever. It's driving it in with those those uh, the fucking drums or whatever they're using on that. And I don't know, man. I'd fucking love Nine Inch Nails. I used to not care for them. I didn't really give a shit about the goth stuff. But then, you know, eventually you just kind of listen, I think... Terrible Lie came on one time. I'm like, this song's pretty badass. Who is this? Oh, it's Nine Inch Nails. Cool. I'm like, oh, maybe I like Nine Inch Nails now. Then Hand It Feeds was cool. Then eventually you just listen to the whole downward spiral and you're like, holy shit, this is fucking fantastic. Now, but Hurt by Nine Inch Nails. That's definitely, for me, the song of the week. Maybe that's what it is. I'll just count down five to one. I don't know. Who fucking cares? I'm still figuring this shit out. I'm talking into the mic wrong. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it, I fucking I adore that song. I adore that song. It means the absolute world to me. Especially, you can hear it in the. Uh, um, is it in the recorded version? There's like some breathing things he does too. Like you can tell. It's like he's like he. I don't know. He's like trying. There's. He's struggling to get through it himself because he doesn't even know what he's saying, or he just he, like it's so difficult for him to express himself in this way that he doesn't even know how, and it's it, taking everything he has just to give it to you. And I think it's, it's absolutely beautiful. It's wonderful. Um, no, but I think you know what? That's probably gonna be it for tonight, guys. I think it's been a fun little night. Talk about whatever. We had five minutes of dead air. That's all. <laughs> It's always fun, but you know me. I don't. I don't fix anything. If I if I uh, if I post it, I post it the way it sounds when it came out. So you know, I didn't even post a warning last week. I tried to, but I couldn't figure the fucking thing out. I I actually got to look out if this thing works. But no, we'll just deal with the five minutes of dead air. Uh, it could be something of the legend. I don't give a shit. Anyway, so I don't know. Beautiful time. Got to talk about my friend Tom. Yeah, when Lauren's on, I'll, we'll talk Tom a little bit more. Maybe stories back and forth. Um, I I love Tom. He was a great guy. A great guy. Um, I'll be back Wednesday. Talk a little bit more about life. Talk a little bit more about Bruce Springsteen and his song of the week. Not sure why I said it that way, but I did. Remember, I am on Stitcher, Radio Public, Spotify, and Amazon. I don't know why I have four things. I have four services to remember, and I can never remember one of them. I always, and it's always Amazon, I think. The biggest fucking company in the world is the one I forget. That's the one I always forget. Makes sense, doesn't it? It doesn't. Anyways, um, thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. You've tuned in. Thanks again. Uh, spread the word. Like I said, if you want to donate, don't donate to me. Donate to Planned Parenthood instead. Um, so thank you so much for listening. I will see you Wednesday. Enjoy the next couple of days, I guess. I am so bad at goodbyes. I just don't want you guys to ever leave, man. So, but yeah, thank you. Have a good night.